five loading one and two and effects two. Stepping out now, we're live at 60. Broussard trying to stagger free. Meanwhile, it's played along to him. Centering pass flagged down by Green. Played into traffic, though. Starting back up with a mouse. Martinez in a three on two. Clifford gave it across. It's held in a shot. It's a Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Scoop Talk Show with your host, Sean Harris, right here on Wildfire Radio. Yes, it is Wednesday, the last Wednesday of September, which means fall is here. Yes, fall is here. The leaves are turning brown. They fall into the ground. And I hope and pray to God that some of y'all out there that's listening to me in this audience right now is still around to continue to listen to me at the Scoop Talk Show right here on Wildfire Radio. I would like to send... A shout-out and a special thank you and supporting me on the show is Keizu Coney. Keizu Coney located on Western Michigan campus at the Bernhardt Center. If you're in Kalamazoo or you happen to be visiting Kalamazoo or the state of Michigan for that matter, come on down to Keizu Coney. They have a great wide variety of foods for you to choose from. They have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Keizu Coney, home away from home. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Also, I'd like to give a special shout-out to OMG Sweets. OMG Sweets has a wide variety of treats for you to choose from to sweeten your sweet tooth. That includes cakes, pies, pastries, churros, cupcakes, you name it. OMG Sweets got it. And to find her and to find her business to order, you can go to Facebook.com and type in OOH. G double E E double M Sweets. That's O M G Sweets located on Facebook as well as her Instagram page where she would show all her photos, pictures, videos of her treats for you to order and to choose from. It is so delicious, y'all. I'm telling you right now. She has got it going on out there with her business and her pastry world. O M G Sweets. Oh, what a heavenly treat. We have a jam-packed hour for you today on the Scoop Talk Show. And this show is brought to you by Simplecast. And it's powered by Simplecast. So be sure to follow me and the Scoop Talk Show on Twitter. That's C-E-Z-A-A-R-19. That's Facebook. You go to your Facebook page. You go to the search engine at the top. You type in the Scoop Talk Show. That's The Scoop Talk Show with S-C-O-O-P, Scoop Talk Show, and you will find pictures, articles, and videos to your liking in the world of sports on Facebook. And you can also find the Scoop Talk Show on Instagram. You just go to your Instagram page and application, and you will type in the Scoop Talk Show the same way you would type it in on Facebook, and you will also see everything there as well. Also, be sure to check out my articles on the site on what's going on in the world of sports. The Scoop Talk Show 
is everywhere. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and listen to us each and every Wednesday, as well as follow the articles each and every day. The Scoop Talk Show is on all platforms of social media. Looks like the NFL is still investigating this case. Why? Because the Patriots received new information. Information from a second accuser and text messages that they saw that they were not prepared for and they were not aware of. They went into their research on this and they said, we're going to cut bait with Antonio Brown based on the fact that we thought we had all the information. We don't. More and more allegations surfaced this week, almost daily, regarding Antonio Brown. So if by the end of the week you felt you'd heard enough, well, the New England Patriots were in agreement. Brown has sent a group text intimidating one of the sexual misconduct accusers and her children. On Friday, the Patriots cut Antonio Brown after the receiver sent threatening text messages to one of his accusers. After Bill Belichick walked out of the press conference instead of answering more Brown questions on Friday morning, the team then released him on Friday afternoon. You thought it would be a good idea to send those kind of messages to, to include in a group chat someone that you thought might have said something about you or you think is lying about you? You thought that would be a good idea? And not one of your homeboys, but hey, bro, hold on, wait, 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 wait a second. Let's, 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 let's think about this. Let's think about the ramifications of what's going to come about. Think about how this is going to look. She said this, you do that, people are already, people are going to say, bro, are you trying to intimidate her? Are you threatening her? Did that ever not, did that not cross your mind? It's Ben Roethlisberger's fault. It's Mr. Kraft's fault. And not one point in time did they be said, you know what? It's my fault I mispracticed. Brown posted a series of tweets, taking shots at multiple people around the league, including Patriots owner Robert Kraft. And then the big news. Brown now says via Twitter that he is done playing in the NFL for good. So what happens to Brown now? Well, you saw his tweets. He says he's done with football. What kind of hurdles does he have to get back into the league if he wanted to? Well, looks like the NFL is still investigating this case. And if he does sign with a new team, he could still be put on the commissioner's exempt list, which gives them more time to investigate this. What's the damage financially for Antonio Brown? Well, he's going to make two game checks. Brown's side with the Patriots lasted just over one week, and he played in only one game. After being released, A.B. tweeted that he will not play in the NFL anymore and has reportedly filed a grievance against the Patriots. So, so that's the thought around the league. Two game checks as he practiced most of the week with the Patriots. But the $5 million that he was going to be getting is now in jeopardy. All told, he was set to make $30 million with the Oakland Raiders this year. Guess what? He might just make two game checks, a little less than $400,000 to order. Just to walk away from the game. You know, really? get away from it. Okay. You know, got to take a step back and look at things for what they are. These are personal issues, and personal issues will always override football. He needs to find someone to be honest with him. A.B. is looking for someone to blame for his missteps. A.B., you're the one that's doing the walking. You can control the behavior that you're exhibiting. You know, and in some cases, you have no, no one else to blame but yourself. Where is the accountability yes, for his it. actions and everything? He's calling up. everybody else out, nothing on himself. Yes, and so I think from a player looking at another player uh, of, of, of Antonio Brown's caliber, it's very frustrating to see everything that's going on now. It's like... We're, we're, we're sitting here, like, glad that he's not on the football field. You know, I'm, I'm speaking from a teammate. I would not want to come in on Sunday or come in during the week and we cannot focus on the game of football. And now that he doesn't have football, the people around him close 
better just pay attention to him and just keep him close. Good thing social media wasn't around. Now that's the world we live in. Now that's what we're dealing with. And sometimes it can just, it can cause things to implode. You know, I, I, if I was Tony, I'd just walk away from the game right now. Now, let's get on into this Antonio Brown situation. You know what? I'm going to just tell y'all flat out. I am getting so sick and tired, and I'm quite sure all of y'all also is getting so sick and tired of Antonio Brown and his antics and what he's doing to himself. He is a self-destruction, y'all. No doubt. Self-destruction. Now, we already know about the incident with this young lady, Brittany Taylor, who accused him of sexual assault. And now a second woman has come out, unidentified, has come out and said she was sexually assaulted by Antonio Brown. And let's remember, I had my man Damian Jones on the show, and he expressed how he felt about the situation. Shout out to Damian Jones, by the way. Good friend of mine. Glad to meet him. Glad to have him on my show. And he said some real facts. Now, if, for those of you who did not listen to the Scoop Talk show when he was on the show, all you got to do, all you got to do is go to Simplecast. Apple Podcasts, type in the Scoop Talk Show, and you will see the episode, download it, because he was telling some true facts. Because the Scoop Talk Show is on Apple Pad. It's on Apple Podcasts, by the way. So you can go there and download the archive of the show. And... Now it's getting up, now it's getting to the point to Antonio Brown, like we alluded to in the pre-intro to what everybody is saying about him, is that he needs to sit his ass down. Oops, excuse me, did I say that? He needs to sit down somewhere. Be humble. Because this is getting out of control, this is getting out of hand. And now he's threatening people that are coming forward with these allegations against him. The Patriots let him go on Friday, y'all. I'm quite sure for those of you out there listening to me or for those of you who have heard about it, the Patriots had let him go. And like I said to y'all before, Antonio Brown does not deserve to be in the NFL ever again. Ever again. Now, if these allegations are true, and that's what they are right now. Allegations. But I'm banking that these allegations are true. And, I, and you heard me say it. Ain't nobody else going to come out there and say it. But me. Stephen A., Max Kellerman, anybody at ESPN, anybody at Fox Sports 1, anybody 
out there in the sports world that are broadcasters or writers, whatever. They're not going to admit that, but I'm going to be the first one right here to tell y'all that I'm going to tell y'all that Antonio Brown is guilty of these allegations. Why? Because of the simple fact of the matter is, is that he has threatened a second witness, or I should say second victim, and her children. Now, if a sports athlete or a movie star or somebody like that is being accused of anything, they're not going to send threats on social media or on Twitter, for that matter. They're going to weigh the allegations out, have their attorney look things over, and whatever they're on TV, wherever the cameras are rolling, where their picture or their photograph or their face or whatever video is going to be displayed, their attorneys are going to be doing all the talking. They do not have to get on. So, and see, this is what Antonio Brown's problem is, is that he is suffering from what I like to call chronic social media. He cannot stay off social media. Everything he do, everything he say, anything that's going on with his life, he wants the whole world to know about it. And sometimes you just have to stay private with what you're doing. And I'm quite sure y'all out there listening to me understand where I'm coming from with that because it is true to fact. You have to stay private with certain things that you do in your life. You don't have to take it to social media, your marriage, your, your relationship, um, whatever it is, good or bad, in your life. You do not have to take it to social media. What is it that you have to gain by the whole world knowing what you're doing? There's nothing to gain from that. In some instances, there are. In some instances, there's not. Some things need to be left private. It's like an old saying. You better take that to the grave. Y'all hear me out there? And I'm quite sure y'all do because y'all heard that saying before. Whatever is between us or whatever I do and you saying that to yourself, I'm going to take this to the grave. Ain't nobody going to know about this. But with social media today, people can't help themselves. They live their whole entire lives around social media, people. When they wake up in the morning, they got to get on their phone, get on their laptop, get on their computer, or whatever device that they own, smartwatch, because you know you can get the internet on the smartwatch too. And they have to just see what's going on in the social media world. All the way until it's time for them to lay their eyes down and go to sleep and wake up the next morning to do it all over again. This is bad. It's real bad. And it's real bad because athletes like Antonio Brown are using social media in this matter, in this way. 
Because just because of who they are, they feel that they have to broadcast themselves to their followers every single second of their lives. That's not the way to go. That is clearly not the way to go. And as an end result of this, getting back to what I'm saying, my point in through all of this, Antonio Brown is now out of the league. Hey, go to my Twitter page, please. Send me a message. Send me a tweet. Go to the show's Facebook page. Send me a message. Go to Wildfire Radio and send a message there. Which do you think of a player in the NFL deserves to be back in the league more? Is it Antonio Brown or Colin Kaepernick? Because this is ridiculous of why Colin Kaepernick is out of the league in the first place. In my opinion. But what Antonio Brown is doing, nobody now don't want to take a chance on him. He's damaged goods. He is damaged goods. And until this case blows over, oh yeah, Antonio Brown is going to jump back into the league because yeah, th- yeah, he's saying that in his latest tweet, once again, being on social media, that I said before and I said again, leave it alone, focus on yourself, get yourself together. He's done with the NFL. He ain't done. He's far from done. He's going to stay in shape. He's going to stay working out. He's going to stay doing what he's doing because when all this potentially blows over, which this is what him, Drew Rosenhaus, his, his agent, and his attorney hoping that's going to happen, then guess what? You're going to have about maybe five, six, seven teams knocking on the door calling for his services. And he's going to be back in the league. And I would say he will be back in the league within a year or two. It's not going to be a long, dragged-out fight. He still got plenty of money, y'all. Still got plenty of money for playing with the Steelers. So he got enough money to pay these women off if it's a settlement. Best believe that. He got money to pay them off so he can get back in the league because that's the whole idea. He want to reach a settlement agreement with them as soon as possible, as fast as he can, pay them off, and then be done with it, and then he's going to be back in the league within a year or two. But it's not going to be this year. It's not going to be in 2019. I can guarantee you that. He's looking at 2020, maybe 2021, but it's not going to be this year. And hopefully we will begin to enjoy 
the 2019 NFL football season for all you fans out there, for all you fantasy pick fans out there, for all you fans out there that is rooting for your favorite player, favorite team to do what they need to do to make the playoffs, win games, make the Super Bowl, win it all. I don't give a care. This is the year for y'all to prosper and do what y'all doing. Because there's a lot of teams out there that are winning, and there's a lot of teams out there that are losing. And for some of you fans out there, I can feel your pain. And for some of you fans out there, I can feel your excitement. Because I happen to be one of them myself. Dallas Cowboys, ooh, yeah. Dallas Cowboys doing their thing at 3-0, and they going into week four. They got to go to New Orleans, though. But we're going to see how that's going to make out. But Antonio Brown, he got a lot of work to do, like I said before, y'all. A lot of work to do with his life, a lot of work to do with issues that's going on in his life. And this is probably what he need, like Michael Vick said in the interview. Shout out to Michael Vick, good friend of mine. From his experience to what Antonio Brown is going through, he needs to step away from football and focus on him as an individual and focus on what he needs to do to better himself as an individual. And he's going to need a lot of help, y'all, just like I said before. He's going to need a lot of help because he is not bigger than the shield. He is not bigger than the shield at all. Antonio Brown should be on his knees right now, even though he's not playing football right now. Thankful to God and humble to God on the opportunity that was blessed upon him, as well as the hard effort work that he put into it throughout his life to make it and not many people can say that there's a lot of players that tried and worked real hard throughout the years of their life from Pop Warner football all the way to college that are not playing in the NFL today and he was the one of the fortunate ones that was blessed to get that opportunity and that shot. And not only that, but to play for over a decade. Over a decade. And now it's potentially could be all gone for him due to his bonehead attitude and his bonehead mistakes that he has made over time. You're listening to the Scoop Talk Show with your host Sean Harris right here on Wildfire Radio. We'll be right back.
Hey, I got the facts, and the facts don't lie. You know that. I know that. Say what? You can now take the show anywhere. Just go to WildfireRadio.com and click on the podcast and start listening today. The Scoop Talk Show with Sean Harris from three to four, right here on Wildfire Sports at WildfireRadio.com. Hey, there's two sides to every story, and I'm aimed to get the scoop on it. Never miss a minute. Hello everyone, I'm Sean Harris, host of my syndicated show, The Scoop, right here on Wildfire Sports. To listen, go to wildfireradio.com, click on the scroll menu at the top left-hand corner, there you will find all the top shows. Click on my show and enjoy. at times, inconsistent decision maker. 
he is, if we, we get all the statistics on all these quarterbacks, second to last of all the quarterbacks, talking about 15 draftable quarterbacks this year, second to last in terms of under pressure, which is the most important thing to evaluate with quarterbacks from college to the NFL. It's hard to criticize them because, you know what, they had this guy rated that high. They overpaid. I believe they overpaid, but they had to have a quarterback, and they valued him. I think the Giants are going to rue the day that they did not take Sam Darnold. When you take somebody sixth overall, you're talking about perennial football. You're talking about franchise quarterback. You're talking about conversation for the Hall of Fame. The Giants have made it official rookie quarterback. Daniel Jones will start against Tampa Bay on Sunday. It is a developing story. It appears that Eli Manning, the era of Eli Manning, is over in New York. If you look at the talent and you believe in his talent, and clearly he has a grasp of the system itself, at some point in time, haven't you asked New York fans and Giant fans everywhere to tolerate enough? Once you put Daniel Jones back there, you're married to that. That's it. You're done. I think if were I the Giants, and, and, and think about this, Stephen A., they could have saved $17 million of cap space moving on from Eli. They didn't. So it just feels like a rudderless ship, like... What is the grand plan? If you have Eli there, it's to take those shots and let Daniel Jones hold the clipboard and learn, right? Not like they're going to make the playoffs this year. So I don't understand the move at this point. It's not like they've learned, oh, Eli really isn't good. They've known that for a long time. This offense has looked rather listless at times. The Giants haven't won a game. But the fact that they are willing to go to Daniel Jones in week three is a bold gamble and tells you that this is something the Giants really wanted to do because in a perfect world they talked about this you leave daniel jones on the bench learning all year to the end of the year so he doesn't have to take some of these shots and he learns mentally but they want to do this right now which tells you that they just believe that they are ready to turn the page daniel he's done everything you know we've asked him to do he's done everything the right way and and uh, think he's got has a bright future move on from eli and manning and start the daniel jones era Hello, everyone, and welcome back. You're listening to the Scoop Talk Show with your host, Sean Harris, right here on Wildfire Radio. This segment of the show is brought to you by Simplecast and powered by Simplecast. We're going to turn over to the NFL continually to a different story. We went from a story that we talked about earlier of tragic Potentially, and hopefully is not, to triumph. Daniel Jones of the New York Giants. Yes, Daniel Jones. The sixth pick in the first round of the 2019 NFL Draft. Of course, everybody knew that Eli Manning was benched. Make no mistake about that. But... When they elected to go with Daniel Jones, a lot of people during that time of the draft that you heard alludedly to the fans' reaction that I played as well as the commentators that I played felt that this guy did not fit in as the right pick of the New York Giants. Well, on Sunday, I'm quite sure y'all saw it on television, or heard it in your car on the radio, wherever you was at, he did very good. Matter of fact, he did outstandingly good. 
and help the New York Giants win their first game of the year to go to one and two. He completed 26 of his passes for 353 yards, two TDs, and he has an overall passer rating of 109.7. Not bad in his first start. Not bad for any quarterback to start their first start coming off the bench, backing up somebody of a high pedigree, quality caliber, two-time Super Bowl champion, as well as MVP, Eli Manning. Now, will this continue? Who's to say? This is only his first start in the third week of the NFL. But Daniel Jones, in my opinion, and I'm quite sure over time, those of you who are listening to me right now, who are listening to me right now, and will be watching ESPN, Fox Sports 1, First Take, Stephen A. on his highly syndicated show, the Stephen A. show, and everything like that, will begin to start talking about this kid a little bit more. But I'm bringing it to you first because right here at The Scoop, we bring the scoop, the whole scoop, and nothing but the scoop. And I'm telling you that this kid, Daniel Jones, the impression that he made in his debut start last Sunday was a very impressive one. And it could be the tattletale sign that Eli might be gone out the door. Now, don't get this twisted. Don't get this mistaken, people. That $18 million that Eli Manning has gotten from the New York Giants was a thank you. $18 million for his contribution to what he's done in the NFL and what he's done for the Giants. This is not an $18 million contractual deal excuse me, that they gave him. Just like everybody wanted to make a big deal about Kobe Bryant getting $20 million from the Lakers his last season. Just like Michael Jordan got a $30 million deal from the Chicago Bulls in his last year before he went to Washington. This was a thank you payment to Eli for what he contributed to the Giants all of those years that he's been there. What is it, 15 years or so? This kid, Daniel Jones, this is his time. And yeah, I agree. He is a Manning pick. Archie Manning the daddy. Now let's not forget, y'all, Archie Manning was the one who secured Eli to be where he at because the Chargers was going to pick him. Phillip Rivers was already over in the New York area. But Eli's daddy, Archie Manning, made sure that he was over there in New York and Phillip Rivers got traded to the San Diego Chargers where he at right now. 
Now, this is another episode of the Mannings doing what they doing. So, you can call it what you want. And if you don't believe me, send me a message. Like I said, once again, go to the Facebook site, the Scoop Talk Show. Search your engine on that. Go to Twitter, C-E-Z-A-A-R-19, Cesar19. Leave me a tweet expressing that I'm right or wrong about that. Engage with me. Go to Instagram, the Scoop Talk Show. Send a message there. Go to Wildfire Radio's website. Send a message there if you don't believe what I'm saying, because this is what's been talking about all week long thus far. Challenge me on that, and I will respond. I will respond personally to you on that. Get back at me with that, because this is the real deal. And I will gladly bring anybody on the show that is associated with sports as a guest to elaborate that as well. If you think you know sports like I know sports, and if you think you want to challenge me on that, let me know. I will have open invitations on that. And whatever information you got versus what information I got, we can share that on my show right here on Wildfire Radio. So let's let's get it cracking. Let's make it happen. That's all I'm saying. But this kid is for real, y'all. He for real. Even though he's a Manning pick, he went to the school, went to the camp, got developed there. This is what they chose. There's a reason why he got chosen at number six, first round of the NFL draft, when they passed up a lot of those key players that could have been potentially at quarterback. So you can't knock him. You can't knock him at all. His first game. He won it in dramatic fashion over Tampa Bay, 32-31. So, we're going to wait and see what's yet the store for him in regards of, because he's a starter now, y'all. He's a starter. Eli is benched, and Eli is a showman. Eli is, you know, the ambassador of the Giants. And if you want to say that he took over the torch of Lawrence Taylor, Michael Strahan, Phil Sims, well, I ain't going to go that far saying Phil Sims because Phil Sims was a great quarterback with the Giants. Won the Super Bowl in his own right. But if Phil Sims decided to give him the torch, then hey, you know, and even Eli has now succumbed to passing the torch to this young kid to be the future of the New York Giants. Now, to say they're going to make the playoff, no, 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 hell no. They ain't going to make the playoff. 
Because you got the Dallas Cowboys 3-0. You got the Washington Redskins who lost on Monday night. They 0-3. With Dwayne Haskins who everybody felt that the Giants should have picked over this kid. Ain't doing much out there in D.C. They 0-3. Philadelphia Eagles are hurt. Carson Wentz trying to do the best he can with what he got. Now that he's healthy for once. And they ain't got no Nick Foles there to back him up. So now we're going to see how far the Eagles can go. Because Foles is over there doing this thing in a whole other team. Dallas can run away with this division. Really. They can run away with this division. They can be the New England Patriots of the AFC East. But only they doing it in the NFC East. So we might be headed to a collision course, except you got a lot of teams in the NFC are way better than a lot of teams in the AFC because Dallas, to get to the road to the Super Bowl, they got a lot of stiff competition out there, y'all, a lot of stiff competition. You got New Orleans that, without Drew Brees, they can still make an impact. The Rams are strong. But Ty Gurley is a question mark. The Packers, that is leading their division right now in the north. How about those Lions? Oh, my God, I'm so tired, man. Being a writer for the Lions for all these years that I've been living in Michigan, I am so glad for once that I could talk about and write about the Lions winning. Even though they got that tie, they 2-0-1. The Vikings... You know, you got them as competitive. I mean, you got the whole NFC North, including the Bears, that could give the Dallas Cowboys competition. The 49ers, Jimmy G, he got them boys at 3-0 and when last year they didn't think that he could do anything. Seahawks bouncing back from a loss. They got potentiality to do some things. So you got a lot of teams standing away of the Dallas Cowboys that could potentially derail their ride straight to the Super Bowl. So, but I think when it comes down to it in the end, any team out there that I feel that can give Dallas a run for the money, if Dallas was to make playoffs, win a division, and make playoffs would be the Packers, potentially the Saints, uh, the Rams and the 49ers, if they stay healthy on a defensive side of the football and Jimmy Garoppolo stay healthy as the quarterback of that team, they can give them a ride for the money. That's it. That's all you got. But for the AFC side of the football, you got a lot of teams out there that can give the Patriots a run for their money. The Bills right now looking strong. They are second right now. To the, to the uh, Patriots, um, you got the Ravens, if without Flacco now being gone over there, and they got their new quarterback over there, they can do some things. The Texans, it just all depends upon what they can do defensive-wise and within teams of their own division.
to win that division. It's not it's not about away games, it's about the home games with the Texans. They got a lot of work to do. The Colts with Brissett over there taking over uh for the retired Andrew Luck. They got some potential, but I heavily doubt that they would do something. The Chiefs really, to be honest with you, are the potential strong front runners of challenging the New England Patriots with Pat Mahomes and company and that, that, that spread wide defense that they got, you know, can make something happen. So we're going to see, and mind you, it's only going into the fourth week of the NFL of the ups and downs of what these teams can potentially do. But once again, it's going to be a nice 2019 season of the NFL, and you have rookie quarterbacks are starting this year for the first time, maybe in a long time, let alone ever, at this caliber, because a lot of these owners is talking about they want to win, and they want to win now, and the veteran quarterbacks that are in the league that are still playing, either they're being traded or they're being cut or they're retiring to give these guys a chance to do what they got to do. So for those of you out there that are NFL fans, like I said, fantasy pick fans, just fans of your player, a certain player or a certain team, this is going to be a great NFL season. So stay tuned for that. You're listening to the Scoop Talk Show with your boy Sean Harris right here, powered by Simplecast on Wildfire Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Brad Rose. This is your boy Artwan Steele. You are listening to the Scoop. You're listening to the Scoop Talk Show with my boy Sean. Sean Harris here on Wildfire Radio. Yeah. Love you some Scoop Talk Show. Hey, I got the facts and the facts don't lie. You know that. I know that. Say what? You can now take the show anywhere. Just go to wildfireradio.com and click on the podcast and start listening today. The Scoop Talk Show with Sean Harris from 3 to 4 right here on Wildfire Sports at wildfireradio.com. Hey, there's two sides to every story, and I'm aiming to get the scoop on it. And never miss a minute. This is the real deal. Hello, everyone. I'm Sean Harris, host of my syndicated show, The Scoop, right here on Wildfire Sports. To listen, go to wildfireradio.com. Click on the scroll menu at the top left-hand corner. There you will find all the top shows. Click on my show and enjoy. No, no, so you mean to tell me on my show, my show, Andrew Luck announces his retirement. Big Ben, out for the season. Sam Darnold, mono. Trevor Simeon, his backup, ankle. And all the rest of the cast and characters, along with Patrick Smith-Gerald, want to be traded and leave out of the division. So you mean to tell me this is not a cakewalk for New England to win? The division, let alone get back to the Super Bowl, man, I'm through. The Scoop Talk Show each and every Wednesdays from 3 to 4 right here on Wildfire Radio and Apple Podcasts. Hey, what's up? All you lovely people, please subscribe and follow me on all social media. 
your support is very much appreciated. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This segment of the Scoop Talk Show is brought to you by OMG Sweets. OMG Sweets. You can find her pastries on Facebook.com as well as Instagram. She has a variety of sweets and treats for your sweet teeth. OMG. Just type the search engine double O H E double M. G double E sweets. OMG sweets. Oh, what a heavenly treat. I got to tell y'all, it is a wonderful, wonderful feeling to have. And I had a lot of guests on my show over the years, but this is a very special guest that I have right now joining us right now. None other than my brother Taiwan Harris. And we're going to be talking about of a did you know segment that I'm going to be bringing back on the show, Did You Know segment in sports history. My brother, Taiwan Harris. How you doing, brother? I'm good, I'm good. How's it going? Oh, man, man, man. My fans are elated. They're excited to uh, hear about the information that you're going to bring to this Did You Know segment in sports history that I'm bringing back to the show. Now, I remember we talked earlier today in regards of about you know, some history that was untold, let alone we didn't know about as African Americans in sports. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you talked about hockey, and that sparked some interest to me. And I said to myself, well, yeah, you know, we talked about it. I said, yeah, I'm going to put this on the show for Wednesday. So elaborate with my audience a little bit about your knowledge and what you found out about the sport of hockey. Well, uh, upon my research, uh, what I found out was that hockey um, more or less was made popular by Africans, African Americans, um, before there was any real organized hockey leagues in Canada, um, you had a group of African Americans who went there after after the uh, the Civil War, and they started a bunch of hockey leagues. Um, they made uh, some of the more famous things that we know about hockey, such as the slap shot, uh, popular and actually invented it. So um, a lot of us um, African-Americans here in, in the U.S., um, I don't think we really have any idea that um, African-Americans were so involved in the creation and the, the involvement of hockey itself. And so, um, uh, there's a gentleman who has a book out called Black Ice that, uh, kind of explains it in further details. Yeah. And you know what? I'm glad that, um, you are mentioning that. And for those of you who are listening to the Scoop Talk Show right now or that are tuned in into the Scoop Talk Show right now, whether, you know, no matter where you are in the United States or let alone around the world, you listen to the Scoop Talk Show with your host Sean Harris, and on the phone right now, I have my guest, my brother, 
uh, Taiwan Harris on the show, and we're discussing about the history of hockey. For those of you who have not heard of this, this is an exclusive. And for those of you of you out there that have heard of it, this is you know something of a new text or deep dialogue that you're unfamiliar with that you can be able to reinforce your way of thinking of how this sport was created. So Taiwan, I want to ask you, you know, with that being said, in regards of the book Black Ice and how it originated. Now, from what I understand, when we talked about it, you know, it started in Novia Scotia. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, up in uh, Nova Scotia. Okay. Yeah. And it, and it was back in 1802, right? Correct. Okay. So, with that being said, how did it spread across the European scene as a form of a sport that everybody can engage in, including white Europeans? It was, initially, it was more of a... I don't know, uh, a sport you play like, like if you'd go play some pickup sports at the park. Um, for Europeans, they, they didn't take it serious as a professional sport in that manner. Um, they just played for fun mainly. And it wasn't until, uh, these African American men came up to Nova Scotia in the early 1800s that they began to see it as a skillful art, in a sense, if I could say that. And uh, not only did they like to play it for fun, but they wanted to organize it. And so they began to organize it. And um, after the first team was created, everything was downhill from there. Um, you had an entire league of... African Americans who were dominant in the sport and um I would liken it to the Negro Leagues in baseball. Right, right. So right. they they've invented so much, contributed so much and created so much in the sport. And then they also they took the sport to another level. So um I would say even even before uh before I would say the Negro League, I would have to speak of this league because not only did they um, actually contribute more to the sport than even uh, the Negro League to baseball, they also um, um, they, they they took the sport and and like you say, they they brought it across borders and they organized it and professionalized it. Right. All on their own. All on their own without without the help of any European uh owners or uh league officials. Right. And, and you know what? Um you know, reading the article, you know, online, um and also the text uh, uh link that you sent me, um I got to reading about more and more about it because I mean, I gotta admit, okay. I did not know about this. I did not know about this. You know what I'm saying? And I've covered all uh, over the last seven years of doing this. I've covered a lot of, you know, outside domestic sports. 
Um, in there, done it. You know, soccer, rugby, cricket, you name it, I was there. And for, for me to hear this is a new thing for me. I'm not going to lie about that. It was, it's a new thing for me. And, and it was captivating, and it was, you know, I'm saying to myself, wow. I wonder how many other people, blacks and whites, know about this. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was I was surprised myself. I, I truly was, and that's what made me look further into it. Right, and, and and I said to myself, I bet my bottom dollar, maybe a small percentage know about this. But then again, I also can bet my bottom dollar a lot of majority of the of the people know about this. But that's neither here nor there. But what we know is that it's being out now. And for those of you who are listening to this show. We will have the full, exclusive interview on Scoop Interviews on the YouTube YouTube channel coming up soon. We're going to break down this whole scenario for all of you that's going to listen to the Scoop Talk Show. Just go to the show's YouTube page. We're going to have the full, exclusive interview with this, with my man, my brother, Taiwan Harris, breaking it down for y'all. So stay tuned for that. and follow me on all social media. Your support is very much appreciated. Thank you. Hello everyone and welcome back. I would like to thank my special guest for the show, Taiwan Harris, my younger brother, and I was glad for him to be part of the show to talk about the issues of a sport that we did not know about that African Americans had created. Hockey. Yes, hockey. African Americans had created the sport. And also, I would like to thank my sponsors, Keizu Coney. Keizu Coney, located at the Bernhardt Center, located on Western Michigan University campus. Go down there and see them. They have great food, great service. Keizu Coney, home away from home. Also, I would like to also thank OMG Sweets, OMG Sweets, they have a wide variety of sweets and treats to sweeten your sweet tooth. You can find her on Facebook, you can find her on Instagram, OMG Sweets, oh what a heavenly treat. And I would like to thank you for making this show possible because without you, this show would not be possible. I'm out of here, like the breeze through the trees, when I'm gone, I'm taking all the leaves. Peace, take care, love one another, see you next time.